Welcome to Everyday News with the Blantons. That's Dr. Latasha and Mark Blanton. On this show, you'll learn through education, awareness, and promotion exactly how you view the world and your place in it. Now, here are the hosts of the program, Dr. Latasha and Mark Blanton. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm so happy to be addressing you guys on this wonderful Monday. Um, Please be sure to visit our Twitter pages, Instagram, Facebook, and also send us emails with questions if you have anything. Um, Today, I'm just going to be reflective and give you some raw emotions. Um, It's been, um, tomorrow will be two weeks since um, I donated a kidney to my mom. And I'm about 80% um, capacity as far as like uh, healing well and and doing what I'm supposed to do post-op. I would say that last week I had the opportunity to do a live show with Tara at Mayor Love. And I'll be honest and tell you that that show was done from <laughs> from the bedroom um, because last week was um, obviously the first week out, a few days out, and it was a little bit uh, more difficult than it is right now. So every day has been getting, getting better. So we did the show on the 19th um, before surgery and you know, talked to mom and she was doing well. We were both very excited, still very excited about the outcome. And I can say for sure that the next morning, if any of you followed um, the Twitter or Instagram or Facebook pages of mine, you will see that I showed up at the hospital on the 20th in normal Tasha fashion, which is uh, in a onesie. I love onesies. They're they're practical for me. Um and I show up in a in a Care Bear onesie, which I had asked my sister to get for me months in advance. Once I saw them go on sale at Target, I was like, I need you to get me a Care Bear onesie and I need you to get me a Cookie Monster onesie so that I can have something easy to wear um, for post-surgery um, and to wear to the hospital. So I show up at the hospital and my Care Bear onesie. Um, it's my dad, my mom, and one of my very good friends, Avis, who's been friends for almost 20 years, and she's a nurse. And she decided that she needed to be there with me because she says that I'm going to probably be the worst patient ever, being that I was in the, um, or am in the healthcare field, you know, um, by education, I guess I should say, that I would be a difficult patient. I won't say that I wasn't a difficult patient, but I also <laughs> won't say that I was a good patient either. Um, so I show up uh, with mom and dad and Avis at the hospital. It's 530 in the morning, and I've literally got on a Care Bear onesie, <laughs> the Share Bear one. So it's pink. It's got the, you know, the red and, and um, pink heart on the front. And we walk into the hospital and the people, and I've got on um, some really cute socks my sister got for me that matches the onesie and some pink slippers. The people at the hospital are looking at me like, what the heck is she wearing? Like, it's clearly pajamas. Like, there's nothing, there's no reason you should be outside in a onesie. Um, so we get to the hospital and um, they are really sweet and the ladies are trying to check us in and get us all signed in and Avis is taking pictures and we're all excited um, and a little bit nervous, but ready to definitely get it over with. Uh, and the nurses take us back 
mom goes into one room and then they put me like two halls over from her. The nurse walks back with us and she says, okay, I need to, you know, get your weight. But what I need you to do right now is they give you these like little, I don't even know what they're called. They're like little claws or whatever that you have to wipe your body parts off with. They give you three packs. It's like one for each arm or like one for your arms, one for your legs, one for um, your stomach and your back. And I'm like, this is dumb, but you have to be sterile, I guess, before they, um, before they cut you open. So the lady's so sweet. She's like, here's your little packet. I need you to go into the bathroom. I need you to wipe off. And she says, take everything off, you know, bra, panties, you know, socks, shoes. And I started laughing. I was like, well, I don't have any of that on. And she looks at me like, are you completely naked under that onesie? And the answer was yes. I absolutely went to the hospital in a onesie with no underclothes on because I was like, what for? Why would I even bother to put on stuff I'm going to have to take off in like five minutes. So I, t- I took everything off, put it in the bag. The other nurses come in and the topic of the morning is this girl that, who's this girl that came in in this onesie? And I folded my onesie up really nice and the Care Bear head on top was really cute. And they're all looking at my Care Bear onesie. So I'm like, uh, it's not the topic of the day, but yes, I got my Care Bear onesie from Target. It was $19. Please go get you one. Um, So, um, so the morning's going along just fine. And then they come and tell us that they're going to be a little bit behind that morning, which was fine. Um, mom is over there. She's having herself a blast. They've actually done most of her prep stuff well, well before mine. And she's supposed to go back an hour after me. So doctors come in, one doctor comes in and he's talking to me about like taking pain medicine before the surgery. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking that. So I already started off being very, very difficult because I had no intentions of taking pain medicine before surgery. I wasn't hurting. So then, um, Another doctor comes in and they're asking me all kinds of questions, like the same questions over and over again. Do you know why you're here? Has anyone coerced you into doing this? Have they offered you money? I'm like, no, no, and more no. Can we just get on with it? So the doctor finally comes in. God bless him. I know I gave him a hard time. And he says, "Um, um, Latasha, you know, this is what we're doing. We're going to do a left robotic nephrectomy. um, And in the event that we have to open you up, here's the consent that says, you know, we might need to open you up and like cut you on the side versus um, um, cut you on the side versus, you know, doing the little C-section scar like down in my bikini area. And he says, I don't foresee that being a problem. We've done about a hundred or so of these. And, um, and I say to him, well, excuse my language, but don't fuck up on 101. And he looked at me, (laughs) he looked at me like, who is this girl? He's like, I don't think we're going to have to open you up. You know, we've done about a hundred or so of these. Um, and I was like, well, don't mess up on me. So at that point he kind of knew I was going to be a problem. Um, so then, um, 
I sign the paperwork, everything's going like it's supposed to. Um, and then the anesthesiologist comes in and he's really polite, super sweet guy. Um, don't remember his name. And he's like, so I'm going to come in. And since you don't want to take the medicine before, we're just going to give you um, something like a, a Valium to kind of calm you down. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. He's like, but it really won't be the medicine that puts you under. So I've only had surgery one other time. And um, I never had a local block before. But I will tell you (laughs) that I did not anticipate being that loopy. Like, I know for a fact, that's why I do not take drugs. Like, I would not make, I would not make a good drug addict at all. Let me tell you. So, um, he comes in he's like, um, you know, the nurses are trying to put IVs in. They've put like a 20 gauge in my left hand, which is too big. They put, um, an 18 gauge in my right hand, which is also too big. So I'm hurting, I'm complaining, being the patient I knew that I would be, cause I know how things are supposed to feel. And I don't think that they should be uncomfortable if they don't have to. So, uh, <laughs> The doctor comes in and he's like, all right, so I'm going to push this uh, medicine into your IV. He's like, you should feel a little bit calmer. Go ahead and give your glasses to your friend because, you know, you might forget to take them off. And I'm like, why would I forget to take them off? Like you and I are having a conversation. (laughs) I'm fully lucid right now. I'm thinking that I'm good to go. Oh, my goodness. And he goes, he gives me the medicine. My friend is video in this part and I'll never post the video. It's the most embarrassing thing on the planet. I feel like that's what, again, why I say I would never make a a drug addict. I'm talking to her and I'm like, I start slurring my words and I say, Avis, that's why I love you. (laughs) Come give me a hug. He had given me the medicine and I was already within seconds being like completely loopy. They're pushing me down the hall. Now, mind you, I don't believe that this is happening until after she shows me the video. So if you had asked me what happened after he gave me the medicine, I wouldn't have been able to tell you anything because I vaguely remember some of the stuff. But most of it just seems like a dream to me. So (laughs) they're pushing me down the hall and I say to her, (laughs) I want to see my mom. And I talk to the doctor. Oh, his name was Dr. Lee. That was his name. His name was Dr. Lee. And Dr. Lee says, um. They say, uh, Dr. Lee, I want to I wanna see my mom. And he goes, well, where is your mom? And I said, oh, she's over in um, the area A1, which is like the bay that was over there. At this point, they stopped me at the nurse's station. And he's trying to get to my mom's room because her room is like right off the nurse's station. <laughs> And in the video that she took, which is embarrassing, I basically cause a traffic jam because I'm like, I want to see my mom. I want to give my mom a hug. I need to see my mom. And I am literally causing a traffic jam because all I want to do is see my mom before surgery. (laughs) I don't realize I'm doing this. No, I think that like I said, if she hadn't taken the video, there's no way on the planet that I would have even remembered that that even happened. So because the stuff in the IV was so good, I'm still talking to her. And I was like, yo, Avis, I don't know what's in this IV, but this is some good shit. Because I was so, so relaxed from it. 
off the top. And I was like, you know what's going to happen? Because they gave me this stuff. I was like, I'm going to be talking mad shit. And then it's going to be nothing. Because I knew it was going to pass out at some point. So my brain is telling me, you are super, super loopy right now. But I don't think that I'm loopy. And I am loopy. And I know that I'm relaxed. It was just... It was a crazy feeling and a crazy moment that I really would have missed had she not been there to record it for me. Because I'm telling you, when I saw it, it was like three minutes and 30 seconds of me (laughs) talking unbelievably crazy, looking for my mom, wanting to give her a hug, causing a traffic jam in the middle of the pre-op room, trying to get to the OR and at the end of all of that, my friend says to me, I expected nothing less from you. So at this point, <laughs> all I can say for sure is that I am a horrible patient. Um, I would not make a good drug addict at all. And if there's ever a thing called truth serum, <laughs> if that's a real thing, please don't give it to me. Because I'm usually unfiltered without that medicine that they gave me. And I was horrible, horrible. Do you hear me? (laughs) I was horrible with the little bit of drugs that they did give to me. So um, mom didn't hear about any of that until after the fact. She was being the perfect patient that she is before surgery. Now she's a completely different person post-surgery. And when I come back after this first break, I will give you all of the details of how the rest of day one went uh, in the hospital. In the meantime, if you have any questions or um uh, messages for me. You can send an email to info at the real South com. You can tweet me uh, personally at um, Dr. Blanton. I think 32 might be it. I can't ever remember my stuff. Um, or you can give us a call at 866 um, 476, I think, 5788. I think it's what the number is. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> uh, 472 5788, right? I think that's it. Um, Okay. Nevertheless, guys, thanks so much um, for tuning in. I'll be back in just a moment. Thanks so much. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Enjoy listening to Everyday News with the Blantons? Now you can go with Mark and Latasha and experience South Africa the way that they do. Safaris, five-star hotels, and first-class shopping, all with The Real South Africa. For more details, visit therealsouthafrica.com. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
are listening to Everyday News with the Blantons. Want to find out more about the program? Send an email to info at therealsouthafrica.com. Now, back to Everyday News with the Blantons. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. So we're just going to continue on with day one of um, of surgery. So um, mom, like I said, good patient, didn't have any real issues um, after surgery until the next day, which is when she ended up um, developing um, some pulmonary embolisms, ended up in ICU um, which was on Wednesday, the next day. Um, but I'm going to back up. So Tuesday, I'm out of surgery. They said I'd be at around uh, 12.30 or 1 o'clock, and I was. Um, and she was out, too. She was in a different room. And they wake me up so polite. They're like, Mrs. Blanton, you can go ahead and wake up. And they're so polite. And I hope that the story's not too vulgar, but I'm definitely giving you, like, the rawest version of, like, how I am post-surgery and on meds, which is, I, I, I need to just not take medicine at all. Trust me. So the doctor comes in and he's like, Mrs. Blanton, we've, we had to put air into your abdominal cavity. Um, so you may want to focus on, you know, passing, you know, gas so that you can get it out. Me being me, um, I would have to say, the first thing I said to him was, pass gas. I was like, no, dude, I need to fart. Like, fuck the whole pass gas. Like, this is whatever y'all put in my belly has got to come out now. But the thing is, it wouldn't come out. So I was basically ba- just trying to, like, burp it all out. So he's like, well, maybe if you get up and walk, you'll feel better. So they get me to the room um, and they're like, OK, go ahead and get up and walk. So I'm walking around and I guess I'm walking too good. Um, because I ended up getting nauseated and I'm like, Hey guys, I think I'm gonna vomit. They're like, no, you're not. I'm thinking to myself, how the hell can you tell me that I'm not getting ready to vomit when I just said, Hey guys, I think I'm getting ready to vomit. So they're like, Oh no, you're fine. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm getting ready to, to vomit. Well, they're hustling around. They're like, we can't find an emesis basin. We can't find this. We can't find that. I'm like, well, it's getting ready to come up. And then they, I can't even tell you what they found for me. It was like a, I don't know what it was. It was a, um, <laughs> they found the the cup that they give you water in and had me, I was like, this is great. But I got it out. They're like, do you feel better? I was like, yeah. And a lot of the air that was in my belly kind of came out then. So that helped a lot, actually. So, um. They're like, okay, well, we need to go ahead and start you on a clear liquid diet because it's around lunchtime. So they order me some clear liquids and they're like, and you can try and keep those down. No problem. So keep those down. Everything is good. Um, I didn't go see mom that night, um, but I did walk a little bit more. Um, and they had just been giving me reports back saying that, you know, the kidney was working fine. She was urinating, which was awesome, which is the whole purpose of the whole uh, surgery. Um, and she was happy, but she was actually having a lot of pain. Now, mom, on the other hand, complete, complete 180 when it comes to how we tolerate pain. I denied any pain medicine. They had offered me uh just prior to the surgery, a PCA pump, which basically delivers you morphine at the push of a button when you are feeling discomfort. And I 
you know, decided to decline all of that before surgery. So after surgery, the doctor's like, well, um, you don't really have anything to give you pain medicine because you did not, you know, you declined the PCA pump. We can give you Tylenol because what I found out after you give a kidney is that um, now you can no longer take things like Aleve, Naproxen. Um, so now I can only take acetaminophen. So I can no longer take ibuprofen or Naproxen, which is good information to know. So I'm like, no, I don't really want any Tylenol. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I don't really have any pain. I'm just sore like I've done 3,000 crunches and I don't work out. It's like, hey, I'm getting ready to go back to the gym and you decide that you're going to overdo it. Like that's how my abs felt. So having to get up out of the bed and push, I just said, you know, let's just suck it up because it just felt like soreness. It wasn't really like what I would call, you know, pain. My mom, on the other hand, that lady was like, I heard she's such a whiny baby. God love her. She's so sweet. But she's the funniest thing on the planet when she's on drugs. She was loopy, talking out of her, but not remembering stuff. Couldn't remember her birthday. And it's all because she was taking pain medicine. And I was like, you cannot take pain. She was like, but I was hurting and I and I needed to I needed to feel better. But the kidney was working. That's all we were concerned with. Um, so uh, Wednesday rolls around. Doctors come in super, super early. And it's about it's about noon, I guess. And the doctors are like, hey, have you had breakfast? I was like, yeah, I had a clear breakfast. And then they had already brought my lunch, which was also like um, full liquids, which is not the same as clear liquids. I learned that, too. I had forgotten that. Um, after not being in the hospital for so many years. And they're like, all right, so we're going to send you home today. I'm like, what? You know, I just had a kidney ripped out of my body yesterday, right? They're trying to send me home the next day. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not going home today. They're like, oh, but you're up moving around. It's great. You can go home today. I'm like, nah, y'all going to keep me here until Thursday. Like we talked about whether you want to or not. I'm staying until Thursday. So at this point, mom has already been moved to ICU. My sister's there, um, who has been my primary caregiver. My friend Avis is still there, but she needs to leave because it's her son's birthday that day. So they're phenomenal. They help me get dressed. I take a shower. Now, again, I told you I was a horrible patient. I didn't know that the nurse was like, hey, don't get your IV sites wet (laughs) when you take a shower. So what do I do? Get my IV sites wet. He comes in. He has to do it all over again, which means he has to stick me again. Why? Because I'm not that great of a patient. So um, he's looking at the incisions and stuff and things are looking good. And they've got this pump that delivers pain medicine um, into the incision site, the biggest incision site. And they keep that in there for two days, which is why I was able to do so much um, and not really need any pain medicine because they had put pain medicine directly into the most painful part of my abdomen, which was phenomenal. Um, but it was a little ball and it. Every time I got up, I had to put it in my pocket. Um, it was called an on-cue pump. It's actually a, 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 a nice thing. We used to use this in the hospital for people that had knee replacements so they could move uh, quicker. But anyway, so... Um, he's, I'm pulling up my gown and stuff. And my sister's like, oh my gosh, stop flashing the guy. And me being me, I'm like, I'm sure he's seen enough 
I said some vulgar things. Um, he's a nurse. I'm like, if he's modest now, if he sees something he's never seen before, he needs to shoot it. So at this point, he turns red in the face. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's if you haven't seen this before, like, I don't know what to tell you. You're a nurse. You've seen way worse stuff than this. So he changes all of my um, IVs and stuff, make sure that my incisions aren't leaking. And he's like, okay, you know, now that you're dressed and stuff, you need to go ahead and go for a walk. So I'm like, no, I'll, I'll go for a walk later. Cause I really was still had that a little bit of air left in my belly. So um, my cousin um, who lives in North Carolina drove, you know, three hours to come and see me with her daughter. So she leaves me in the room with her daughter who is six and it's fine. I hadn't had the TV on in the two days I had been there so far. So I'm dressed, I'm just laying in bed, I'm resting, nothing huge. My cousin's over there visiting my mom in ICU, which is great. And the nurse had come in and said, hey, Latasha, we know, I know we moved your mom to ICU. She's no longer around the corner. If you decide you want to leave the room, you know, let me know. I'm like, okay, like, if you want to go see her, let me know. I'm like, okay, not okay, I will. Well, I really wasn't paying attention. Then the six-year-old starts to get, like, extra bouncy. I mean, if you know the kid, that's a, a nice way of saying she won't sit the fuck down. But she was being really, really bouncy. And I said, okay, we need to go for a walk to get this bounciness out of this kid. So I get up, and I proceed to go find my mom in ICU. I wave at the nurse at the nurse's station. And when I wave at her, I've got three armbands on. One has my name on it. One says I have allergies. One says I'm a fall risk. But I've got on regular, quote unquote, according to the nurses, civilian clothes on. So I'm not wearing a hospital gown. I've put on my own pajama pants. I've got my own slippers on. I've got my own pajama top on. I'm walking around the hospital. I do have a purple rag, and I call it a rag, but it's really just a hair tie that I use to keep my locks in place because they're heavy. Um, so I kept my hair tied up. So I've got my pajamas on, my purple rag, hair tie, and walking through the hospital with the six-year-old to go to ICU to find my mom. Not thinking, I'm, I basically end up walking too far and I get tired. So um, I make it over to my mom's room with the six-year-old. My sister sees me in the passageway they pushed me in a chair to my mom's room um, because, like I said, I probably had walked a little bit too far. So this is, you know, the next day, the, the Wednesday. I'm in the room with my mom visiting her. She's fine. They've tried to get her blood pressure, which was too low initially. Now it's too high. Pulmonary embolisms, heparin, Coumadin, trying to find the right combination to get her blood under control. I'm sitting in the room enjoying the company of, you know, all the family that's there. And a nurse from my floor, from from my area, I should say, because we're still on the same floor, just a different area, comes in with this panicked look on her face. And she says, Mrs. Blanton, we have been looking for you <laughs> for 45 minutes. I was like, huh? She was like, when you leave the floor, you have to tell someone. I was like, huh? She's like, we called the VCE police looking for you. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so because I left the floor with the six-year-old just going to see my mama, <laughs> I didn't tell anybody at the nurse's station that I would left the floor 
even though they said, hey, if you decide you want to go see your mom, let us know. And I said, okay, but I forgot. So here I am roaming around the hospital (laughs) with a six-year-old with the police looking for me. Because I forgot to tell the nurse that I left. But in my defense, I was like, hey, I waved at the lady. I've got three armbands on. So she's like, we called over to your mom's room thinking you may have gone to see her. But I hadn't made it there yet. So her nurse was like, she's not here. She's like, what do you mean she's not there? She's wearing civilian clothes. She's got a purple rag on her head because that's my staple. They're like, no, she's not there. But when I finally showed up, the nurse realized it was me they were looking for. So then she called and told them, and my nurse comes running over. She's like, I've already signed you out. It's okay that you're here now. But next time you leave the floor, you need to let somebody know because I've called the police looking for you. We thought we had lost you. That was the funniest thing ever. And then my mom, I kept thinking, Yeah, when the doctors came in today and they wanted to send me home, I probably just should have went home. (laughs) All right, so we're getting ready to head into another break. I appreciate you guys um, (laughs) listening to my story about how surgery's gone the last couple of uh, weeks. Any questions or concerns, you can know how to reach me. I appreciate it, and I will be back in just a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com What would it be like to visit South Africa? Is it too expensive? Too far? Is South Africa all bushes and wild animals? Stop wondering and join the real South Africa luxury travel company for all things South Africa. Visit TheRealSouthAfrica.com for more information and reserve your trip today. Visiting South Africa just got easier and is now all-inclusive when you travel with The Real South Africa. Tours starting at $6,300, single occupancy, including air, hotel, transportation, and activities. Visit therealsouthafrica.com and reserve your trip today. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Everyday News with the Blantons. Want to find out more about the program? Send an email to info at therealsouthafrica.com Now, back to Everyday News with the Blantons. 
All right. Welcome back, guys. We're still continuing down this wonderful path of me being the best, but maybe not the worst patient, but definitely somebody's headache uh, last week or a couple pa- in the last two weeks at the hospital. So um, they tell me I can't leave the floor. I end up over in mom's room and I get in trouble for going, as they recall, AWOL. So the nurse <laughs> that caught me in my mom's room, she's like, you can be over here now, but just make sure that you let someone know that you leave or whatever. I'm like, okay. So I get back. She walks me back to my room at this point, okay? She walks me back to my room, and my uh, care partner, which is like your little CNA person, his, the other care partner on the floor, they're looking at him with their eyes wide like, dude, where the have you been? And I was like, I just went to see my mom. They're like, no, you can't leave the floor. And my, my care partner's name was Logan. He was like, Latasha, I came in here and told you if you needed to leave the floor to just let us know. I was like, I know I forgot. I had a bouncing six year old. I can't think right now. I just had surgery. Stop being mean to me. It was horrible. So then, um, I just get back in the bed and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave. You know, I'm not going to leave the floor at all. So at like two o'clock in the morning, because I can't sleep, um, I get up and I start walking. And as I'm just like walking around the floor and as I'm walking around, the nurses are like, you're not leaving the floor, are you? I was like, no, I'm just I'm just walking. I'm just walking. They were so hyper, like vigilant, making sure that they knew where I was because they were afraid I was going to walk off the floor. So Thursday rolls around. Um, and it's, I know I'm going to get discharged that day. The doctors come in and they're like, okay, we're going to remove all of your IVs and take all of this out. And then you can go home this afternoon. So I'm like, okay, great. As I'm getting ready to go home, the nurses for that shift heard about what happened to me the night before. So at this point they're like, so we heard about what you did last night. They had to call the cops for you. I was like, I know, I'm so embarrassed. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, let us know if you need to leave the floor today. I'm like, but I'm going home today. They're like, yeah, but still before you leave, like we don't want to lose you before you leave. I'm like, what? So I was that problem child the day before, which means I probably should have just went home that day. So uh, I get all my stuff ready. My sister, you know, is getting ready to come and get me. And but before I'm like, okay, well, let me run and see mom since I am going home today. So I walk out to the nurse's station and I'm like, hey, I really want to go see my mom since I'm being discharged today. So the nurse says, hold on a minute. Let me get somebody to walk you over there. They wouldn't even let me walk by myself. I was like, I can make it. They're like, no, we need to make sure that you get there (laughs) and that someone sees you when you get there. I'm like, okay. So they walk me over. Very polite. They're like, no, we heard about you yesterday. You can't go anywhere by yourself. We have to walk you over there. So they walk me over there. I sit with mom probably about 15 or 20 minutes because I had to get back before 10 o'clock that morning. And um, then when it's time to go back, the person that walked me over there told her nurse, hey, when she gets ready to come back, make sure you find somebody to walk her back. I was like, look, I can walk back. They're like, no, no, we don't. We don't trust you to even walk back. You might find a detour. You might get missing. You might. I don't even know what might happen. And you're wearing civilian clothes still. No, ma'am, you're not allowed to walk by yourself. So (laughs) they called somebody to come and get me 
to take me back to back to my room. So at this point, I am 120% embarrassed because all I did the day before was try and go see my mom. And that's all I kept saying. I just wanted to see my mom. They're like, yeah, no. So they were so disgusted with me. And I have to use the word disgusted that when it came time to do my discharge, normally like when you get discharged from the hospital, like the nurse comes, he makes sure all of your things. Um, I had a guy who nurses why I said, hey, um, they make sure that um, all of your things are packed. Um, you don't leave anything behind. My nurse <laughs> sent somebody else to do my discharge. They was like, hey, your nurse is busy. Here's all your paperwork. Here's all your medicine. I was like, okay. They're like, yeah. So whenever someone comes to get you, you're free to go. I'm like, what? Normally they get you like a little cart to put your stuff on so you can wheel it down to your car or they get you like a little um, wheelchair so they can at least push you outside so that you don't have to do a whole bunch of walking. They was like, nah, we done with this chick. She needs to get up out of here quick. <laughs> they didn't walk me down. No one. All I can say is when I got ready to leave, my sister and my niece, um, held all of my bags because I'm not allowed to carry anything over um, 15 pounds until almost January, actually, Um, (laughs) came and got all my stuff. And I had to walk myself out. And I said, "Um, can you tell my nurse that I'm gone? They're like, yeah. I was like, well, damn, you ain't got to be mean to me. I'm leaving. So I got no goodbyes. I got no nothing. When I left the hospital, they were super, super done with me. Um, so I get in the car and the debacle trying to get in the car was crazy because my sister, whom you guys remember, um, from a a previous show, gave my mom a kidney, um, back in 2005. And, um, the funny part about that is that my recovery has been nothing like hers (laughs) at all. Um, but I would say that they probably changed a little bit about how they'd done surgery in the last, you know, 13 years or so. So, She's like, you can't open the car door. You can't bend over. Don't do this. Then as I'm walking to the car, they have lost the car. So it's cold outside. Okay. And I go home in true Tasha fashion in a cookie monster onesie, the one that I asked her to buy for me. So I'm moving kind of slow, but I'm feeling okay. The doctors made me take two Tylenol before I left so that I wouldn't be in too much pain because I really hadn't had any pain. Um, You know, like I say, Um, that I was expecting to have other than, um, you know, abdominal pain, like I've done a bunch of crunches and I'm a tummy sleeper. So it was difficult to sleep on my sides because I want to sleep on my stomach. So um, they lost the car. So I'm standing outside in the cold. We don't know where the car is. I'm like, great. So now I'm aggravated um, because we can't find the car, but we get in the car. Things are going fine. And not anticipating, because like I said, I really hadn't had any pain. My sister hits a bump, and I'm like, okay, that's a little uncomfortable. And then something causes me to start coughing. I hadn't coughed or sneezed at all in the hospital. And I'm telling you, when I went to cough, I didn't have any reinforcement on that lower incision in my abdomen. And I start, and I don't cry, <clears throat> at least not like that, Um And I start bawling and I'm like, oh my gosh, this shit hurts so bad. I was like, I haven't had pain since the surgery. And all I did was start coughing and I couldn't control it. And it was hurting so bad. What I found out was that I was actually alerted to my niece. Um, She was wearing a jacket that 
um, had been in an area where someone smokes and the smoke, every time she came near me, I would cough with that jacket on. So um, we found it out the hard way after me bursting into tears after every cough or sneeze that she was around, that it was that that was causing the problem. So um, we, we rectified that as quickly as we possibly could. Now, at this point, I'm home. It's Thanksgiving Day. I'm excited. It's also my anniversary, um, which, of course, is a happy and sad moment because I'm in the States and my husband is in South Africa. He is sending me pictures. God love him. He's sending me pictures of all the wonderful food he's eating on our anniversary, which is also Thanksgiving Day that they don't celebrate in South Africa. And sending things like, wish you were here. He's eating amazing food. Do you know what I have for Thanksgiving? I actually had Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I went over to a cousin's house thinking that I would be fine two days after surgery, hanging out, doing too much, and paid for it. I was like, oh my gosh, I think maybe I've done too much, (laughs) too fast, because I'm thinking I'm a trooper. Oh, I'm going to be fine. Didn't have any pain medicine with me over at my cousin's house, having Thanksgiving dinner, kids bouncing around, little people ages three um, and older running to give me hugs, their head hitting me in my incision on my belly, me trying not to burst into tears. But that's what I get because I already said I was the best and the worst patient. So I probably should not have gone to her house to have Thanksgiving dinner, but I wanted to be with family while I could. So we mess around and um, I ended up talking to my cousins while I was there about Game of Thrones. Now, I never got into it when the season started um, seven years ago, I guess it was. But they talked about it incessantly. And they're like, well, you've got nothing else to do for the next two weeks. You know, why don't you watch it? So nevertheless, I was like, well, maybe, maybe, because I don't have anything else to do. So um, mom is still in ICU at this point. Um, and I haven't gone back to the hospital. Um, I waited a while. Eventually, she gets transferred out of ICU. They've got her blood pressure under control. The pulmonary embolism are under control. And she is actually getting out of the bed and urinating, which is amazing because that's the whole purpose of her getting the kidney. So I'm excited about the fact that, you know, she is going to the bathroom she feels the urges she needs to go um and she really wasn't having any actual discomfort from any of the pulmonary embolisms she was just not able to do anything because it was hurting every time she got ready to urinate because more information than you want to know but her bladder looks like a balloon hasn't had any fluid in it for how many years that is. So every time she would get ready to, every time the bladder would fill with urine, she would basically have a spasm because it's like a quote unquote, a dry bladder. So, um, she was having pain with that and pain when she was moving from her incision. So she was doing the best that she, best that she could, um, to try and push through it. But she was also, being true mom fashion, whereas she's supposed to be in the hospital. You know, she should have came home like two days after me, but my mom has to do everything extra. So she ultimately um, didn't come home from the hospital until a week later, which was on the 29th of November. So 
she and I both ended up uh, at my sister's house and she was the primary caregiver for both of us um, for the past couple of days. So it's been it's been fun. And I'll give you a little bit more information about how those last uh, few days went with mom being here at the house and everybody being in the house together, which is something that hasn't happened in well over 24 years. I'll be back in just a moment. Continue to listen. I do appreciate you and listen to these commercials. And hopefully we'll see you guys on a trip in South Africa. I'll be back in just a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The Real South Africa has tours for 2018 and 2019 available. Book now and mention this ad or tweet us after booking using hashtag EverydayNews and you'll receive an additional 15% discount. Please check out TheRealSouthAfrica.com Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are listening to Everyday News with the Blantons. Want to find out more about the program? Send an email to info at therealsouthafrica.com. Now, back to Everyday News with the Blantons. All right, guys, we are coming down on the last stretch of this wonderful two-week story about how um, life was before day of surgery and the last couple of weeks uh, since surgery. So... Uh, on the 29th, like I said, my mom finally gets discharged from the hospital. Now, I can say this for sure, and this is in my true mom fashion. She can't do anything by the book. 
they told me that I would be in the hospital from the 20th and I would leave on the 22nd. I They wanted to send me home on the 21st, but I made them let me stay to the 22nd just in case something went wrong. My mom was supposed to go home on that Friday or Saturday. She comes home an entire week later because that's kind of how she does things. What should be like quick for her, she's always got to have some complications. It's It sounds crappy, but as long as the kidney was working, we knew that everything else would eventually work itself out, and it did. So she gets home on the 29th. So at this point, it's me, her, my dad, my niece, and my sister at my sister's house. Now, my sister lives by herself, isn't used to having a whole bunch of people around. (laughs) And I watch my poor sister try and take care of me and my mom both. Me, I don't really need anything. I can walk around. If I get tired, I can go into my room and rest. Um, I've been trying to take walks. The problem with taking walks is that it's cold here. So you need like a little motivation to get up and get outside. My mom, super, super needy woman. Like I said, God love her. She's just, she's milking it for everything that she can. We've been laughing at her in her face. So it's not even behind her back. So she'll, you know, she'll text you on the phone and she's like, oh, can you bring me some tea? And then it has to have like extra honey and lemon in it. My sister runs downstairs, gets her tea. And then she's like, oh, now I think I'm hungry. And then she wants his specific things. And then um, she'll say, oh, no, I think I want, um, <laughs> I think I want some fig Newtons. Well, we didn't have any. So what does my sister do? She runs out, gets mom fig Newtons and she only ate one. She ate one. I was like, we could have got you a snack pack. We didn't need to get this entire thing of fig Newtons, but that's my mom. Then she's saying to dad, oh, I think I really want this. So then he had them. So then he's running out. So she's got both of them running around. Because every whim that she can think of, they're doing for her. No one's telling her no. Um, And I'm just kind of doing my thing because, I mean, for the most part, like I say, you know, I'm fine. I just have like a little bit of discomfort, um, you know, stomach pain that is not related to the incisions at all. Just from the foods I've been eating. Um, Because they put you on like a a little bit of a strict diet um, after after you're done so I really wasn't following it the first couple of days I thought I was fine but it turns out that I really do need to follow follow that diet so um mom definitely milked for lack of a better term all the attention she was going to get while she was here with my sister uh dad running back and forth my sister running back and forth my niece kind of bouncing around doing whatever she's doing and I'm just kind of staying out of the way I'm like I'm not going to ask anybody for anything. Mom's kind of taking up all of the energy and attention, which is <laughs> which is what she does, which was great. So it was definitely um, a time that I will remember, um, a time that I won't take for granted. You know, the fact that there were me, my mom, my dad, my sister all in the house for at one time, which hasn't happened since, you know, she left home and she's 10 years older than me. So it's as funny as it was, it was definitely something that I think I'll remember because we created a lot of memories laughing at mom and just the talks that we were able to have with all of us here. Um, so I'm thankful for that just the same. And I would definitely say that as far as like what I've been feeling the last two weeks or the last month, 
is mostly grateful, grateful that I was healthy enough to do this for my mom, grateful that I had told myself months prior that the left kidney belonged to my mom. So I only, I had disconnected from it, I guess, emotionally some time ago. I knew that it was hers. I wanted it to work for her. And um, I'm thankful that it is. Uh, I had said to myself that I wouldn't have any pain, that I wouldn't take any pain medicine. And I'm grateful that because I said all those things that I've pretty much did exactly what I said I was going to do. I feel fine. Um, I do get tired, but I think I'm tired because I can't do anything and I'm because it's too cold. And that in itself is like a catch 22 when you're trying when you want to do something, but it's too cold to and and you can't do anything. So that's been um, one of the challenges for me. Uh, Mom finally went back to her home um, a few more hours away on yesterday. And uh, she's at the doctor's right now, actually, for her follow up for them to redo her meds. It's been an amazing two weeks. It's been an amazing month just being back here in the States. And I can say that this is the longest I've ever been away from my husband. Um, That part, I can say for sure. I'm definitely ready to get back home. I miss him dearly. I usually don't get an opportunity to miss him because it's usually just me and him. We're always together. So I do miss him daily. I can't wait to get back home to him. But I'm also thankful for the opportunity to spend time with my family that I've had while I was here. My nieces on my husband's side came from Georgia. Um, They were on their way back to Georgia yesterday. They stopped and saw me. I had um, a friend and his wife stop by yesterday to see me. And then um, a few other people have called to check on me and a couple other friends have dropped by my sisters to see me. So I've had an awful lot of love uh, shown to me these last uh, few weeks since the surgeon, even before. And just knowing, you know, I don't take any credit for anything, you know, that's happened. I'm just grateful that the person that created uh, the universe and the people that are in it um, saw fit for me to give my mom life just like she gave to me. Don't get me wrong. We can all be pains in the ass. Um, and I'm sure that I was not a perfect child, nor was I a perfect patient. But my mom is absolutely grateful. She's deserving of that kidney. And I know that she is going to do exactly what she set out to do with this new opportunity to live dialysis free. So I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm ready to go back home uh, where it's warm now because being here on the East Coast, it's definitely very, very cold. So, you know, we told you a couple weeks ago to just think about being a donor. Think about, you know, what you're able to do for people that actually need extra body parts that God put in you (laughs) or that your creator put in you that, you know, you could absolutely do without. Um, And as my cousin said to me at Thanksgiving, she was like, are you out giving away good body parts? (laughs) You got anything else you want to give away? Um, And if, you know, if my mom needed my heart, I probably would figure out a way to give that to her as well. So um, she's a phenomenal woman. And I don't think that I would be anything uh, as I am without her. And my father said so lovingly, he goes, you know, you gave your mom your kidney and she's acting mean just like you. (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, So just know that um, that we're both doing well. 
um, we're excited about what's going to happen in the upcoming weeks and months as we continue along this path to recovery. And just know that you, if you have an opportunity to help someone, you probably should. So I want to encourage everyone to think about those things. Um, don't take your parents for granted, any of them. If you have step parents and parents, if you've got grandparents, don't take any of them for granted. Um, and I'm appreciative um, for my parents and my sister and my family that has taken care of me the, the last few weeks. And uh, honey, I'll be home as soon as I can. <laughs> that plane can't leave fast enough. So thank you guys so much for the time that you gave me today and the opportunity to tell you my story. And we'll be back uh, same time next week. So in the meantime, remember to educate yourself and always, always have fun as you see that I do and the process. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday News with the Blantons. We hope you've enjoyed today's program and we'll tune in again next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a nice week.